Hey, Jordan Harbinger here from The Art of Charm. Welcome to Minisode Monday. Happy to be here with you kicking off the week with something quick and actionable that you can implement right away that'll make you more magnetic and effective. Today we're back with Scott Adams, who was on the show recently discussing persuasion. Today we're going to talk about a concept called skill stacking and why it can put you in the top 1% of performers in any area or in any mix of areas, as the case is here. Scott, thanks for coming back. Really appreciate your time. You mentioned some pretty creative stuff in your book and on your blog. On Becoming Great, you mentioned that every skill you acquire doubles your odds of success. Of course, we're generalizing the percentages here, but tell us what you mean by this. What is this skill stacking concept? I'll give you the quick version, and then the long version is in my book, How to Fail at Almost Everything and Still Win Big. Um, the idea is that um, you have some natural talents. Most people do something they're just you know, born with. And if you can add on top of those things, uh, skills that make sense and just keep adding, you can become unique. And the market uh, rewards uh, uniqueness. So it's not, it's not good enough that you're just really good at one thing. Because there are probably a lot of people who are really good at that one thing. But if you're really good at one thing and you know public speaking, you're probably going to be the boss of those people who are only good at one thing. But if you can also learn persuasion and you're also good at communicating and writing, and these are all learnable things, at least within, let's say, the business realm. Everybody can learn this stuff. And you just keep going until uh, you have uniqueness that the market um, likes. Now, here's some examples. If you look at my career, I'm not a good artist. You know, I don't draw that well. Um, yeah, I'm in the maybe top 20%. I never took a writing class in college, uh, but I can put words together. I do it pretty well. I'm not the funniest person in the room, even if I have a party in my own house. You know, I'm like third third funniest in my <laughs> own house, right? Um, and I, I'm not a great business person, but I need business skills to run my cartoon mini empire and, and to have a content to write about. Uh, so I have this weird you know, bunch of skills that I intentionally developed because they work well together. And then on top of that, Dilbert came around when I was working on, uh, uh, in a technology lab at the phone company when the Internet was new. And so this was a new skill. And I said, hey, this could be on the Internet. This was before anybody even heard the word Internet. So Dilbert was actually the first uh, syndicated comic on the Internet. And that was because I had that extra skill. And that difference was probably the biggest difference in the success of Dilbert is being on early on the Internet where technology people cared. So always look for the, the skills you've got. And then what could you add to that that makes you special, that, that fits together well? So rather than trying to be the top 1% at drawing, you can say, look, I'm fine being in the top 20%. I don't have to spend the 30 years getting to that top 1% so that I can finally peak in my career, you mix top 20% drawing with top 20% business with top 20% being able to speak about what you're doing with top 20% humor or maybe top 30% if you're at one of your house parties, <laughs> then you end up with a unique enough mix where you're in the top 0.1% for people with that mix of skills in that particular area doing that particular thing. And by the way, that is one of the reasons that I saw Donald Trump as probable winner a year before. Not just persuasion reasons, but he has a talent stack that's insane. I mean, it's everything from you know, business to negotiating to he's got a good sense of humor. He's, he can do quick little tweets. It's hard to write something witty and, and, and quotable in 140 characters, but he does it regularly. You know, you can see him give a speech and you say, well, that's really good. He's not the best 
speaker in the world, but he's got all these skills that are top 10%, top 20%. How smart is he? Probably top 10%, maybe higher, I don't know. But you put all that together, it's extraordinarily powerful, uh, just the, the talent stack he put together. How do we find what skills we should be developing if right now we're going, crap, I'm only good at computers, I'm only good at coding, I'm only good at humor, I'm only good at drawing, uh, or I'm not good at any of that stuff and I just want to pick a few and get good at those. How do you start to identify where we should even be putting the work? Well, I would say there's some that are they're so universal you could just always do those and it would always work. So I'd say learning persuasion is going to go with everything. Learning to communicate better, everything. Uh, public speaking, that's sort of the, you know, I would say that's the, the king of a lot of the skills, right? Um, and then if you're in a technology area, you know, if you can code, you probably want to do interface and, you know, interface design and maybe a little graphic arts and learn how to use a little Photoshop. Usually people know which skills. Usually know if you're in an area, which, which way to expand. So every time we add a skill, we're essentially shaving down the requirement of being that much better in all of the other skill areas that we have. I, I like to put it the other way, which is you're more unique and, and the market is going to say, well, there's only one of them. And if I need somebody who can do these three things, there just aren't many people who can do those particular three things. Right. So if we want somebody who's a great public speaker, that's great. But if we want somebody who's going to be great at business and is able to communicate that to other people, now we need those two skills together. And if we want them to do it in an Asian environment where we're talking with our Chinese colleagues, well, if they speak Mandarin, they can be maybe a little bit uh, shaky on some of the other areas and get trained up, but hey, look, we're we're looking for somebody who fits into this box, and you've got a foot in each one. Yeah, the second language is should be on the short list of something everybody should do. What do you speak? English and I I did not learn early enough, but um, also I you know grew up in upstate New York where there was absolutely no use for another language, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't see the need. If I'd grown up in California, obviously I would be speaking Spanish. Yeah, or Mandarin now, or Mandarin. Scott, thank you very much. Thank you. Great stuff by Scott, as usual. For the full show with Scott and lots more just like this, check out his episode on the Art of Charm podcast that just aired recently here. That link is in the show notes. Also, let me know how this goes over the next few weeks and months as you integrate this into your life. Tweet me at the Art of Charm and let me know how this is working out for you. Don't forget about the AOC Challenge. It's designed to help you connect great with others, create more productive personal and business relationships, and has step-by-step challenges to help you move forward. There's also a Facebook group with thousands of other AOC family taking the challenge as well. The entire AOC team is in there helping you move forward as well with all of this. It's really a lot of fun. There's a lot going on in there. Quite a bit, and I would love for you to join us. Text the word CHARMED, C-H-A-R-M-E-D, to 33444 here in the States, or just go to theartofcharm.com slash challenge and make it happen. All right, everybody, have a great week.